Huh. Lost some of its zest for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe uh, turn the zest. There's a zest knob on the left. That's the stuff. Hardcore Haven. Oh, yeah. I already regret singing that. Yeah, well, welcome song. to uh, welcome to Hardcore Haven. Hardcore Haven. <laughs> Let's get hardcore. I always, I'm a hardcore man. You know me. In a hardcore world. In a hardcore. In a hardcore. We encounter challenges, and then Harley Race would be on the screen. I don't give a fuck about your challenges. In the Arena of Titans. <laughs> Only one st strong man wins it all. <laughs> Don't know if that was you know, once the strongest man. Uh, here's something fun I found out since last week, buddy. I boy. love fun stuff. Uh, uh, it's pronounced Paoli, Pennsylvania, not Pauli. There you go. Paoli. Yeah. Little suspicious. It is very suspicious. Who's on the books? That's what I want to know. Who's on the town council and yeah. Paoli? That's right. Uh, probably uh, some lovely, nice people. Hey, thanks, Paoli, for uh, ooh, plosives. Speaking of hey, man. P words. If you don't got plosives, I don't want a part of it. Plosives, uh, plosive barbed wire match. <laughs> That's a stipulation. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be saying your P's and your T's in a whole different microphone. No mic screen. This Sunday at Grammar Mania, <laughs> I'm going to pop your P's harder than you can dot an I. Consider your T. Crossed. Probably mentioned that we're. Uh, we're coming at you live from the center of a global pandemic. Yeah. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. A lot can happen in just over a week, which is how long it's been since we recorded our, our last episode. And it feels like a lot longer to me. Uh, I don't know about you, Brendan. I'm I'm an indoor kid. Uh, <laughs> I have not yet felt stir craziness or anything like that. I'm really well suited to this. As long as I have booze. If I run out of booze, we might start to get uh, some trouble. The problem is like we you're able to go for booze right now, but maybe that'll change, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I could hire one of those uh like prison consultants. Oh yeah. And they could teach me about how to make uh Toilet wine. Oh, you don't need a prison consultant for that, my friend. It's called the no. internet. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of toilet wine and bathtub gin before this is all over. Yeah, but I want the uh, I want a real expert, you know, Brendan. I don't want to be making any sort of drack. I'm, I'm I'm hiring the consultant. Okay, that that money is spent, so I don't want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to poo-poo an idea that you'd already invested in. What I meant to yeah, say that... was, yeah, that's a great uh, great plan, my friend. Hey, thanks. Do you have a guy? Uh, Does he have a card? Can I uh, 
It's a card, and here's the thing. It's made out of human skin, the card. I hate that. And I didn't see, so I looked around, and I didn't see any patches on him oh boy. where there was like a human, uh, like a business card-sized piece of skin missing. So I don't know who's, it might have been pig skin, because they're pretty similar. They, uh, well, you know, they maybe he's, yeah, maybe he enjoys the gridiron, you know? Gridiron? I don't even know what that means. The football field. Football field. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. The gridiron. You never see huh. gridiron gang? Come on. Well, yeah, but I didn't know why it was called the gridiron. <laughs> I just It's just one of those things I kind of took for granted. One thing I'll say about wrestling is those are two gimmicks that are never good. Football player and prison. Prison related. Always yeah. Both bad gimmicks. The big boss man, did he Oof, I hate eventually gimmick. become like a cop or was yeah. he just always a prison guard? He had a few gimmicks. Big boss man, of course, most famously prison guard. But uh, and before he became or maybe after, I'd have to clock this out. But uh, there was a point where he was modeled after those guys with the red berets who save kids. They're like they're like um, um, vigilantes. Maybe he oh, was yeah. even called that. Maybe he was even called Vigilante. The gar- guardian Angels? The Guardian Angel. That's through that. Yeah. Guardian Angels. Yeah. Those guys. So there was a period of time where he was one of those. And then when he was working, uh, then when he was working for the corporation, he was just a bodyguard. He left his day job yes. at the prison. That's right. And he started wearing all black and um, doing things like getting murdered. What? Remember when he got murdered, Luke? Oh, he got hanged. Yeah, he got he got hanged by the Undertaker, and then he was just fine. Yeah, uh, they do great stuff with resuscitation these days. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what, gotta... the late, that's what the late nineties WWF message was all about: resuscitation. Yeah, and your responsibilities as uh, employers. Um, we're not here to talk about the big boss, man. We're here to talk about no, we're not. ECW, hardcore E-C-dub. television. ECW, 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 That's right. This is awesome. No, don't. Fuck, I hate that this chant. This is awesome. That chant is the worst. We have a mutual friend who, uh, his name's Aaron. Shout out. Uh, AK in the house. AK. He, uh... He pointed out to me that that is basically like chanting, this is wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And I can never not hear that when I hear that chanted. <laughs> no, wait, while we're in the throes of this pandemic, let's give a, let's give Aaron a shout out for uh, managing a grocery store. Yeah. Not an and easy thing to do right not now. Not an easy thing to do. And they've been doing a great job. They've been uh, they've open special hour early for folks who are compromised and elderly. That's right. And keeping stuff in stock that we need. And it's a small community grocery. Shout out to the Extra Food Broadway Avenue. Saskatoon. Yeah, baby. Not a Guess sponsor. What, but if they want to come on board, sponsor this podcast, we will accept. When I'm in Saskatoon, that's where I go for my groceries. Do you believe that? I do, because you live really, really close there. Stag, Dynamite Hot Chili, Hot Dogs. Hot dog buns. You you are an adult man. Yeah. Okay, just checking. But here's the thing. Yes. 
So sometimes, because I'm, uh, so sometimes I'm having chili dogs, but honestly, not that often. Right. Uh, but I use the hot dog buns as sort of like a spoon, like a scoop for the chili. And so what happens is I end up with more hot dogs uh, than I have hot dog buns. And so there's this imbalance that just keeps getting worse. But you thought it was complicated enough. Guess what? I get beans sometimes too. And of course, I have wieners and beans. Oh, classic. Gotta have wieners and beans. And so I'm, you know, with these few ingredients, I'm creating all of these meals. But it means that I have a real imbalance a lot of the time uh, in how much stuff I have, you know? Yeah. I understand. I one time tried to make ramen from scratch, although I did not make stock. And sure. uh, there were a number of things that I cooked up uh, to make it tasty with some ginger and some garlic and some sesame mm. and all these things that I bought a bag of each. And um, yep. yeah, then I was like, well, I guess I got to make this all the time because it costs a lot of money to get the raw ingredients. Cooking, it's a thing you got to do all the time or you shouldn't ever do it. And you, you know, you kind of tell yourself, well, yeah, it's expensive, but now I've got this. Yes. Now I've got a liter of oyster sauce, <laughs> so I won't ever need to buy another liter of oyster sauce. Yeah. But guess what, Brendan? Yeah. I forget, and I second-guess myself, and I'm like, shit, did I use that oyster sauce? Do I still have it? And I go, hmm, I'll get another oyster sauce to be safe. Yeah. Then you come home. Brendan, can I confide something in you? This always. Always, really, my friend. This really happened to me with the oyster sauce. That's why you probably heard some passion in my voice as I was describing the scenario. I did. It did not sound fictional. I tried to present it as a sort of abstract. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was very, very real. Oyster sauce was one of the things that this happened with. You're not going to believe the other thing that it happened with, Brendan. Fish sauce. Um, what are you using them for? Uh, I was... Uh, it's just a little thing to add a little bit. So, Brandon, we don't have to get into spicy peanut right now. Oh, please don't. I basically have one, one dish that I cook. Yeah, you, yeah I know that. <laughs> spicy peanut. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I cook spicy peanut. Yeah. And I was just, I was, the sauce, it's not that I was getting bored with it. It's that I've always known there's something missing from it. And so I'm just trying everything. I'm scouring the internet, looking at different recipes. Uh, tamarind is what I'm hoping to, uh, or maybe it's turmeric. I don't really, one of the two, <laughs> one of the, the thing two. I'm hope one of the, the thing I'm hoping to go to next. Yeah. But it says the, I was reading a recipe and it said tamarind paste, but I don't know, or yes. turmeric paste, but I don't know what <laughs> section that's in. And I don't right. like talking to people, so I don't want right. to ask. So I have to sort of, well, look for it. You should go to the Broadway extra foods and just ask, ask, uh, AK. Maybe I'll send an anonymous email to AK. Yeah, you should. Just, you know, I, I like I like talking to him, but I just I don't want to seem needy. Create a Finsta, add him on Instagram, DM him. I'm sure that his DMs are open, and uh, and ask where to find the pastes. The worst is when it's like uh, the section is labeled weird and the. And there are some there are some dubious labelings of sections 
I won't even go into. Here's something, Brennan. Uh, I will go into it because uh, the thing with Stag Dynamite Hot Chili, one of my go-tos, goes to, uh, <laughs> one of your goes is to. that uh, sometimes you're finding it with the beans, depending on the store. Uh, I know that I said I go to the extra foods on Broadway. It's not always the case because right now I'm living in Regina, okay? So there's different places that I go. Uh, and sometimes it's with the beans, sometimes Mosaic it's with stadium. the canned soups. Yeah. The, you go into the larder there, take whatever you want. Oof. But, and then sometimes it's with, uh, the Mexican foods, which are sometimes lumped in with right. international foods, sometimes not. Right, right, right. So in any given store, there are four places that you can potentially find your stag dynamite hot chili. Uh, they're not a paid sponsor. No, but they could be. Yeah. Your your face here. We might have to rename them Beefo Brady's, but we shall see. Yes. <laughs> I think I think they'd probably be down for that. Yeah, let's change the branding. It's time for them to up it, up it. You know, the word stag doesn't have the same uh, cook cachet as it did in 1957. That's true. You know? And uh, nobody's more saddened to hear it than John Stag. John Stag is very, he's beside himself. You might have to have a consolation chili just to, you know, wash down the tears. Oh, don't worry. When I was doing a bit of stocking up for this uh, this here coronavirus sickness, I made sure to... I grabbed four cans. Because normally I'm grabbing one or two. <laughs> and so four felt like a lot. Yeah. You're stockpiling? You're one of those? You're panic shopping, Luke? Four doesn't feel like that much, you know? Okay, that's fair. And my hot dog buns have a shelf life. So that's what I didn't think through. Put them in because... the freezer. Slice them. Freezer. Damn, Put them in the toaster or steam them in a pan. Tell you what I like to do. This is my brother's technique. Uh, you put a like a colander while you're boiling your water for hot dogs. Yeah. You put a colander over top of it, pop the buns in there, and it heats them up without drying them out. That's right. It's great. That's a steamé. Le steamé. Uh, did them last night, butterflied them, grilled them in a pan. Damn, butterflied them. That's, yeah, that's advanced. Like a whistle dog at old A&W. I also had hot dogs yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> I put a, I called them gourmet dogs and I put a slice of pickle. I think that's how they do it. That's a Chicago dog. That's a Chicago dog. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, Chicago, home of CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk, Punk. Friend of and former extremist in ECW. Extreme Championship Wrestling or right. Eastern yeah. Championship Wrestling? We're going back to uh, 42093. 420. Blaze it up. <laughs> Blaze it up. For episode three of Eastern Championship Wrestling. Blaze it. I love that you have a keyboard today. Uh, can you always yeah, have a too. keyboard, please? Yeah. You're like John Baptiste from uh, the Colbert Report. Just noodle away. Colbert Jean Report? Baptiste. What I just call it? Oh, my God. Colbert. Late night with Stephen Colbert. Oh, I'm getting an alert. 
So are we gonna? So I already watched these, Luke, but I am understanding that you want to do it as a watch along, yes? Yes, if that works for you, Brandon. No, so if you all y'all out there listening can fire up your WWE network. We're at zero point zero zero. ECW Hardcore TV, April 20th, 1993. Available on the WWE Network. That's right. Ah, let's press play there, Luke, and cue the theme song of the show. You got it. The, sh- the DCW show. Go wait, wait. Should we press show. play Sorry. at the same time? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, me, so I'll navigate here to the beginning. Pause yes. it at zero, 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 and then three, two, one play. There we go. Super destroyers. That's right. So once again, I started to think about this, and I think that this footage is all from 1992. And one of these days, we'll get to uh, we'll get to it where we can review the uh, best of '92 footage, the best of '92 video cassettes that are are also available on the net. Brendan what i love about you i just saw this and i thought well it's just old footage why is there old footage that's what i never thought of yeah doesn't make any sense so oh a little little uh nervous hands but that's okay they uh think about it with these guys is uh they're not that good no. Jay Sully, I love it. He has this way of talking where he never sounds like he's he means it and or that he believes it. He's like, I don't know. There's a Eastern <laughs> Championship Wrestling here on Sports Channel. I uh I'm pretty sure. Here they are doing the exact same intro gag uh, they've done the last two weeks where they uh they introduce their uh their new co host and Eddie Gilbert crashes. Except for this time it's supposed to be Eddie Gilbert. And so Harry Funk's not here. They presumably like they have a portable camera that they could just film them at the desk, right? I guess this is for the benefit of the people in the I think the, yeah, uh, they, they, for the four people in oh, the auditorium. Here comes Terry Funk. He seems to miss his cue every week. He uh, he's always a little late, almost like oh, he I'm sorry. Uh, doesn't care about this at all. Eddie Gilbert's here to apologize though. Says he's uh, oh. he's a I he hasn't been showing the proper respect to the Funkster. Now, uh, I speculated, I think, last week that Terry Funk might have been here just for uh, to bump up the numbers, but uh, I think it's a combination of things. I think he's here for that reason, but I think he's here. He's here. He's yeah. He's in ECW. He's. He's it's an just, ECW guy. He doesn't. He doesn't like the corporate side of everything. It's just very belabored the way that uh, they build this feud over the course of very little. He has a microphone, right? <laughs> he's holding a microphone, <laughs> but uh, he's not using it. He instead uses Jay Selly's microphone. Yeah. They have a style where they do a they do an intro, then they throw a commercial. They also have an outro after commercial every week, and that is the most. It's very like quaint, you know. Yeah. Like this idea that people will still be watching, either after Ooh. yeah. 
Match number Hearts one is uh, between the Super Destroyers and versus uh, the Wolfman and Super Ninja. The Wolfman and Super Ninja. I suspect I would have really liked them. Do you like that kind of gimmick, Luke? Yeah, I do. Big, big fan. I, I am not. I don't like... Uh, I like it in theory, I think. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. But as a kid. Like uh, George the Animal Steel, not a fan. Like as a kid, I probably would have thought he was great. But uh, don't like that kind of gimmick where it's like a cartoon. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they're trying to get away from with this. But they're still there because they didn't have, they just need wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what's the Super Destroyers? Um, I feel like they're modeled after a lot of like WCW tag teams with generic, you know, interchangeable guys. They're the they're they're not guys that are supposed to be tag champs, which they are here, right? They are here. They are both very big. They're big guys. Yep. Um, hey, they're wearing black lucha masks. Kind of looks like a gimp mask. They're wearing like black tank tops and black trousers that look kind of like sweatpants. Like it's not. Yeah. They didn't put a lot of effort into the look. I can see uh, see the outline of their penises a lot of the time. You really can't. This is the theme. But like they, they also they they do a good job of working over their opponents. Yeah. But I don't think in any of the stuff we've seen so far that I've seen them really take any significant damage or bumps. Yeah. So uh, who's going to be uh, the person to start, like, giving it to him, you know? Yeah. They're, I mean, that elbow drop he's doing, either Super D1 or 2, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Which one's that? Oh, my God. And that seems to bury them to me. Like, I don't like that. Like, you should know... No. Unless they're heels and like they cheat, they use their interchangeability to cheat. Doesn't make sense, right? Like or the Weasley, babyface. But they are heels, I guess. But they're not very effective heels. Like they have an annoying manager, but he never really gets to say very much. Yeah, he's not a, for a manager. He doesn't have a lot of personality. I feel like. Uh, yeah, his personality is just like, I'm annoying. I think he's supposed to be a rich guy. Yeah. Um, but he does like, you can see when somebody's wearing cheap things to try to look rich and it doesn't work. Oh yeah. I mean, you're describing like every rich heel character in wrestling history. (laughs) Not the million dollar man, that guy. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Suit with money on it. (laughs) Yes. Dang, yeah. I, uh, I just realized that the I realized this uh, as I was watching this match the first time through that Stevie Wonderful is the name of the uh, announcer. Yeah, is this supposed to be a take on Stevie Wonder? <laughs> I mean, were they it must separated be? at birth? <laughs> Stevie Wonder was adopted by the Wonders, and uh, Stevie <laughs> Wonderful was adopted by the Wonderfuls. Like it's it's a weird, it's a weird echo. Uh, hey, 
Oh, I thought the at one point <laughs> at one point that the because you notice that Super Ninja is like pretty, he's like a high flyer. The Wolfman is just an old guy, a big guy with like he's he's not it's uh, not amazing. Terry Funk calls him bottom heavy at one point. <laughs> it's good low center gravity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he looks very medieval, like somebody. You'd encounter uh, oh, little little. I love the way he just hit there. him with the belt, kind of slapped him. Uh, the <laughs> finish. I wanted to call the finish for this, like I wanted to name the move, but the commentators did not. Instead, CB Wonderful just said, "Whoa, <laughs> it's helpful." So uh, I don't know what their like finishing move is called, but the Super Destroyers have picked up the win. Oh man, there are not a lot of people there. Hey, no, there's a lot of empty seats. Uh, this particular um, and then Terry Funk starts interviewing Hunter Q. Robbins the third, but uh, oh, barely no. gets a word in edgewise oh. before Eddie Gilbert, Gilbert attacks him from behind with a chair so it turns out he wasn't sorry after all, go figure well maybe it was because Terry didn't accept his apology I I think that might be why that, that can really a, stay. I like you know? a good heel motivation, but I feel like Eddie Gilbert's motivation is always just I am a heel. I am bad guy. I'm better than you. Clock the ref. That's yeah. gonna be a fine. <laughs> if you if you can't uh if you can't fill the high school gym, there isn't another venue you can go to that's smaller, really, you know? Hey, this is a college uh field house. Oh damn. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, at the nunnery and women's still, college. They're still at the nunnery and women's college. Uh, right before commercial break, uh, with all the chaos, Jay Selly tried to put the chaos of the chair shot and all the ensuing chaos over by just being like, "Oh, so disgusting! Uh, I'm out of here." But like, <laughs> then they went to commercial. <laughs> hey, like, what's Eddie Gilbert doing there? He is managing Snuka. He, uh, Jimmy Snook is part of uh, Hot Stuff International. So uh, here we have a match between Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, and uh, Jimmy Snuka as part of the TV title tournament. This is a semifinal match. Remember, right? Tommy Cairo undefeated. So yeah, I know you don't want to watch Jimmy Snuka matches, Luke. Yeah. But hey, we're watching along. I got some bad news for you, sir. What's that? You're going to be watching a lot of them. Oh, really? I assumed he was sort of just here for a couple matches at the beginning. Well. Spoiler alert. No. Don't even tell me. Yeah. Very he's, bad he's news. He's taking this, this whole tournament. Sucks. Isn't he? This guy sucks. Um, I mean, he's got his finishing move, the frog splash. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, at one point you didn't hear it on the commentary, but uh, they get the match going and, uh, CB wonderful, who I'm starting to classify as an idiot starts by referring to Tommy Cairo as the former, uh, let me quote this directly. Something along the lines of the former, former, former undefeated Tommy Cairo after this match, of course. As a way of trying to put over 
that he thinks Snooker will win because he realizes he thinks he might have accidentally spilled the beans. Yikes. Awful. I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of people watching this yet. It's Sports Channel, it's episode three, but like, that's a pretty basic yeah. thing not to do. I wonder what the viewership was like for this. We'll never know. I There might be figures. We should look it up. But even if there's figures, they're not... It's my thing with the Nielsen ratings, right? Yeah. They, they're not true. They're not true numbers. No, they're not. But they, they are in terms of their comparison to each other. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah, that's one of those weird things about it. Shiny hair on the ref, which I like. Another nice aspect of this match is because Gilbert's ringside. He goes on the mic and. Uh, uh, takes over for the commentators by pretending to be Terry Funk, who just happens to be back injured with the chair shot. You know what? He tricked me. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, it's Gilbert, and he's like, yeah, I'm Terry Funk, and I'm terrible, and all kinds of great stuff. Damn, I thought Terry Funk was just having a sort of confidence crisis and was yes. nearly putting himself down. And another point, Stevie... Uh, uh, Jay Silly calls Stevie Wonderful Stevie Nolan, so I'm very curious if that's his real name. Oh, there he is. And actually, this just happened. Uh, Stevie Wonderful asked Jay Silly why it's called the squared circle, because he refers to it as the squared circle, and he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> it's because it's a ring, isn't it? <laughs> is that the answer? Do you know? Snickers Pile Driver is nasty. Oh, you're not fooling me, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, see, now you know it's Eddie Gilbert on the commentary, and he says, Oh, I'm Terry Funk, I'm back! <laughs> and I'm just here to tell you that I suck! Your Terry Funk's a lot better than his. Uh, he's not trying very hard, but weirdly enough, this very terrible impression will fuel their feud. I didn't like what you said in my voice. I don't think this is a good idea to... You know, defeat. Oh, there's that pile driver. Look at that thing. He bumps like a boss, but it looks pretty, pretty tough. Yikes! Is that Matt really stained? Uh, yeah, I think it's slick with body oil. Cool. Yeah, nothing like a little bit of cornmeal. <laughs> uh, Tommy Cairo's like pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he bumps well. He isn't fixing his pants as much this time around. Um, th- this point here, we got uh, Eddie Gilbert holds him to the ropes. Snook winds up to hit him with like a axe handle or something, and then he ducks just in time for him to hit Gilbert. And uh, and then there's a ref bump. Oh damn! Uh, because Snook falls backwards like a total idiot. And Ooh. Tommy Cairo would have won the match right here. He uh, pins him. Yeah, he's pinned Snuka for the three. But the ref's nowhere to be seen. Johnny Hotbody comes in. He's right. got brass knuckles. Okay. Tommy Cairo, Cairo blocks him. Oh, but watch out. Snuka's behind. Brendan, Brendan. I know. And he gets him with a fist to the face. 
One, two, three, I think. That's that. Oh, no, he's got to get him with the... Uh, always, he's got to hit the frog splash. He does the oh, backbreaker. Yikes. Ugly, ugly backbreaker. Yeah, pretty gnarly looking. I mean, if I didn't know this guy was a murderer, I would think he might be. Yeah. <laughs> Not to make light of that situation in any way, shape, or form. Oh. The, yeah, frog splash, pin him for the win. Undefeated Tommy Cairo? Not so much. He didn't quite stay in the pin the whole time required for the three, but <laughs> I think he wasn't a big fan of that result. It's just ready to ready to go home. Oh, look at the big guy in the white shirt standing up. He's unhappy. The big guy in the white shirt. Oh yeah, in the he audience. In, in the yeah, background. he wasn't. He wasn't liking it. So, so Jimmy Snook is in the finals for the TV title. <sighs> oh, you okay there, Luke? Yeah, just grumbling, you know. This segment is where it becomes very obvious that Eddie Gilbert is the head booker because he starts doing this thing where he... He does his exact same bit he was doing on the mic for the TV audience, on the mic for the live audience, where he's pretending to be Terry Funk, which I get you got to do. But then he starts directing the cameras and, like, telling, like, Jay Selly where to hold the microphone. and It's just like, yeah. What a weird way to do an impression to say, like, I'm doing an impression, like, I am Terry Funk. I am not Luke Panic. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to say both. Yeah. It's very um, childish. Takes you, takes him out of the character, you know? The character of Terry Funk. It shows you that he's being Eddie Gilbert. Being well, and Terry now Funk. he's Eddie Gilbert, but he's still wearing Terry Funk's hat. And he's just yelling and talk, putting over Jimmy Snuka and Hot Stuff International. Be great to get one of those t-shirts. Um, yeah, sure. It's a nice color. I feel like uh I think it's only a nice color because this video is purpleized. Oh yeah, you're totally right, Brendan. Uh <laughs> anyone out there, if you can make a shirt that's the color that that looks, <laughs> that's a shirt that I want. <laughs> they'll call you they'll call you inauthentic with your purple hot stuff international. <laughs> Actually, I can't even see the text on it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a steakhouse or something. <laughs> you got a free side of mashed potatoes if you wore it on live That's on right. municipal TV. My favorite thing about going to the HIW local Saskatoon wrestling shows is when they're like, we'll be hanging out at Speckle Bellies after the show. If yeah. you want to come <laughs> hang out, that's the official after party. And it's like, yeah, they'll just be there. Do heels go too? Yeah, kayfabe's broken. The business is exposed, my friend. We got to look at the bracket here. We got Eddie Gilbert is in the other semifinal. So there's a oh, chance man. that uh, Eddie Gilbert could be facing Jimmy Snook in the finals of the TV title tournament. And hey, look, here we are after commercial. We're at that semifinal. Eddie Gilbert's wearing a different jacket. He looks like a very much like an Attitude Era jobber, hey? Yes. What makes you say that, though? I don't know. It's, I mean, his size is part of it. He's not a he's not a big man. No. 
but and he's going up against a big man who's sort of part ultimate warrior part sting part ozzy osbourne it's the bad man from the badlands glenn osbourne and look in terms of uh in terms of like prestige i put uh eddie gilbert as a attitude era jobber it's not the worst thing in the world to be you know He's, I mean, the other guy yeah, is Yeah, he's just... an Attitude Era jobber making uh, 20 bucks a day. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, but uh, Glenn Osborne, by the way, nice name. Uh, Glenn <laughs> Osborne just kind of looks, I mean, he looks like a indie mid-carter. So uh, he's interrupting the uh, ring announcer here to introduce this uh, attendant, ring attendant, very sexy I hate, I'm so sad that I were used the word sexy just now. Um, hey. uh, attractive uh, young lady named Tigra. That's the idea, right? That being presented in a way that you that that's your first thought. Tigra will be, you know, someone that, you know you want to know. So, uh... Glenn Osborne looks like that one bully from uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> Bobby. His his face name. makeup looks kind of like the Batman logo, and it just like yeah, it's 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 it shouldn't it should, like he literally should have just made it slightly different. Um, Eddie Gilbert's trying to convince him to just walk, give up, walk back, and, and don't even try, which I think is a great heel heat tactic. I love I love that idea of like a heel just being like, you know what, you and I both know I'm going to win this match. Why go through this? Just give up. You know what I'd like? I'd like to see like a uh, you know young young fella, not that confident, and he really lets him get in his head, and he decides, yeah, I'm walking out of here. I'm I'm not up for this. He's too scared to do it. Yeah, you'd uh, you'd have to be good in order to come back from that in subsequent weeks, but I think it could be done. I think there's a way that could be done. Uh, there's also a way that could be done as a heel turn. I don't know. Like that could be fun. I think the reason I think of him looking like an attitude or a jobber is that Glenn Osborne still looks like a person. <laughs> whereas Eddie Gilbert looks like a wrestler. Yeah. Well, just, in that in that he looks like a wrestler threshold. from yeah, in, he looks like a wrestler from a time when all wrestlers looked like they managed a sporting goods store and <laughs> were bad parents. Whereas uh, Glenn Osborne looks like he works at a sporting goods store and has bad parents. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, this match, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I think represents a turning point. But I, I think we'll get to that. We'll get to that, uh, you know, directly, I suppose. That, that's exciting. One weird aspect of when Glenn uh, Osborne was getting berated by the Gilbert was he he has this line that he repeats a couple times about Glenn Osborne having like 20 kids, <laughs> which I think is maybe a personal jab about who he really is that no one could possibly know. Yeah, like, I think he must have a bunch of kids. His gimmick is that he has twenty kids. Yeah, so he's trying to encourage him to go him. back and take care of his like twenty kids. 
<laughs> it's like a weird bird. It's like you're super fertile. Every time you bust a nut, all kitty kitty comes out. There's a weird moment coming up here where uh, Jay Selly. I I feel like they get notes on the match and how it's going to go in a way that I'm curious how commentators now get notes about the match right. in terms of knowing the finish and stuff, because um, they, they spend the first couple minutes like not wrestling. Like there's a lot of like threatening and running around. I think just now, a couple minutes later, we're seeing a couple moves and then all of a sudden, Jay, uh, Glenn Osborne gets tossed to the outside, and Jay Sully says, here come the tables and chairs. But he says it, like, before any tables or chairs are introduced yeah. in the match. He's just, he's seen it all before. Oh, here comes the tables and chairs. But here come the tables and chairs, and this is what I mean by the turn, the turning point. This is the match oh. where I went, oh, they are, they, they know their audience. They are going to try and present hardcore wrestling when all of a sudden the word extreme starts floating around in Paul Heyman's head. Paul Heyman, at this point in time, is working for WCW. At but least for it, a couple isn't months. It, isn't it, uh, didn't they switch to extreme when he joined? No, but when he became a head booker, he made it happen. Out of his mom's garage? Yeah. Something like that. I, I uh, I also uh, will get, as we get to that point in the series, I know we get to like the ECW studio, like that they cut back to a lot. And it's, I found out there's just one room uh, that was like what? in a basement of an apartment of a guy who was like the producer of the show. <laughs> you know, uh, after all the uh, film industry was cut here, in Saskatchewan, Regina has several sound stages. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sound stage could be a good place for some uh, for some wrestling. They rent very cheaply, apparently. Well, if you're looking to start a wrestling promotion, Luke, I say go for it. Uh, what are you going to call it? Do you think I would get the respect of uh, wrestlers if I started a promotion? Uh, I think it'd be tough, but I don't think we're at a point now where it's there's click as much clickiness about it. I think. Uh, now that Scott Hall, Kevin Nash are out of it, I think there's a, I think there's a, if you build it, they will come possibility present, because I think it's more like music now, like people right. play music and they're happy for places to do so, whereas I think in the '80s and into the '90s it was more like, um, I don't know, it's a good. Uh, Actually, I guess music was kind of more like it in the 80s and 90s where it was like, you know, not that accessible and yeah, people weren't welcoming. They saw everybody else's competition. Is he bleeding? I think he has a he has oh, yeah. face makeup on his face from doing it. Yeah. And probably just from calling the match to him and leaning into his head. It's a good. Oh yeah, a lot of rest right, holds Brendan, in this. Catching, catching these details. Oh, you know, you got to do it. A chin lock. Uh, 
I think I could get out of. Maybe Eddie Gilbert would. <laughs> I prove think me anybody wrong, could but... get out of a chin lock, Luke. Was that? Uh that was the best bump. Eddie Gilbert. Uh, it was a headbutt. And he does some pretty great bumping. Oh, I thought it was a clothesline. And then he like like did a shoulder. The... I might have to see it again, but. Uh... This might sound like a weird episode if you're not watching along with us, I suppose. Yeah. If you're not watching along with us, do. I was going to swear at them, but what would that accomplish, you know? Oh, no, you know what? It was a headbutt because I wrote a note about it. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, compared uh, Gilbert's bumping to like a Flair, Ric Flair kind of vibe. With the stunned, like the the way that like he'll do the the headbutt causes him to do like the involuntary like stun hitch forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it must be that uh, he's using an oil based face paint rather than <laughs> oh, acrylic based. Look at this. Because I feel like Sting, like his face oh. paint, sort of. Damn. Sorry, Eddie Gilbert has some knucks in his, in yeah. his uh, pants and he hit him with brass knuckles and he picks up the win. Looks like the final for the TV title is going to be Eddie Gilbert versus Jimmy Superfly. Sorry, what were you saying? I there, don't feel that those elbow pads should be allowed because they have a hard plat. Those are rollerblading elbow pads. Good point. Hard plastic on the outside. What is this, rollerball? Oh, man. Now there's a podcast. So notice. Uh, how uh, there are about 15 people here and they are mad that there was cheating involved yeah the ref the ref finds out and overturns the decision so winner by reverse decision we got glenn osborne going to the finals what a precedent which in my opinion is something that should happen way more in wrestling absolutely it's a way better way of making both guys look strong than, um, you know, having another match or. Oh, Terry Funk's having the, you know, when the, when the face baby face wins and then the heels beat him down afterwards. Yeah. I think a much better way is this. And then here we go. Terry Funk comes out that insult to injury attacks Eddie Gilbert with chairs. Oh, that was a great move. He like picked up a chair and like threw him into it. (laughs) He's thinking. Uh, Terry Funk at this other moment in time, I realized. I think we said some words, some 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 not so nice words, some unkind last, words last week. But oh, throws a chair after him as he retreats to the back, and a guy with a mullet wearing a strange cut shirt. Great uh, color of purple on that shirt. Poses. It's definitely red. It's definitely red. Uh, remember, Luke. This is uh, damaged I they just video. Had super like funky color palettes. Oh, you should uh, uh, you should adjust the uh, oh slap Stevie Wonderful in the face because he's the heel commentator and he was backing Eddie Gilbert up. Oh, I was missing audio. I feel like for a second, not from you. From yes, uh, it was missing audio. Yeah, I'm convinced that he called Stevie Wonderful a bad name. No. Yeah, I wrote a note here and it says that this is the best promo. He has an impassioned plea that he's an old man. He's an endangered species. He is one and only. He's Terry Funk. And he's the meanest expletive bleeped out in the town. And when he swears, it gets big cheers from the audience. What do you think the expletive was? 
Son of a bitch. Brendan. Bastard. That's the word. Bastard, yeah. And then he slaps Jay Selly in the face. This is the promo where I realized just how badass Terry Funk is. Because like we both said, we've never really watched much Terry Funk. Um, he Yeah, we've only seen him lose before. kill you. He could kill you. He is... Yeah. He is... He's like your drunk uncle who just beats people up for fun. Just likes to... Likes to go out and just get in a bit of a scrap, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. There's also a great moment oh, back before week. before that happened there. where it looked like Terry Funk was making it up as he went along, and uh, Jay Selly audibly says on the mic, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Cut back from commercial, and we got a promo from uh, Rock and Rebel telling us he's got the hair and he's got it all, but uh, he wants to kiss the ring attendant Peaches, who's having none of it. Hey, yikes! This is now. Remember, she kissed Sandman last week, and he asked her, "What? What does Sandman have that I don't have?" He's like, "He's a big fat slob with a belt to hold his gut up," which I think nice. is the best. Yeah. Remember, Rock and Rebel does not like belts. He does not wear them. Now I'm going to go beat this teenager up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's a real cool guy. I don't know if that's a teenager. Guy looks like uh, he might work at a computer supply store. <laughs> that was like a weird sidewalk slam where he... He grabs her, he squashes the jobber in 20 seconds, goes back out, grabs people by the hair, and here we're getting a moment where it's going to get replayed forever. Brendan, that is a great shade of purple, I got to say. Once again, that dress is red, Luke. Ooh, I love that. uh, I always think of watermelon when I see that color combo. Oh, Sandman doesn't like it. Sandman rushes in, starts beating them down with very unconvincing punches. What? <laughs> and then Tigra comes in, covers his eyes, and uh, now she's piggybacking. Tigra, of course, is a heel ring attendant. And then uh, Rock and Rebel oh, busts him damn. over the head with the, uh, the surfboard. surfboard. Is this the end of the Sandman, Luke? Yeah. You, you, Brendan, you're not taking... It's one thing to take a surfboard to the head. He broke a cool. surfboard over his head. And here come all the baby faces from the roster to save the day. While Sandman lies. That little kid there is unhappy. There's one kid in the background while Sandman is in. And like nobody, the four people you can see in the crowd just do not care. They're not invested at all. And the, the, uh, the baby faces start checking on him because apparently... They don't have doctors here. No, not in Philadelphia. Peaches is here to uh, revive him with the power of love. My sweet prince. Live, Sandman. Live to fight again. I still can't get over last week when CV Wonderful's way of making fun of Peaches was to call her Pizza. I think Pizza is (laughs) a better name. Yeah, Pizza. Ooh. Oh my god. Even the Brendan 
You had me believe that the power of love would bring him back, and it didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like lead you astray. But we'll we'll have to hear more about that as it develops. But next, we've got the TV tournament final. Yes, two exclamation marks. Either do three or one. I agree. Not two. Oh, I agree so much with that statement. So here we go. Glenn Osborne versus Jimmy Snuka for the finals for the TV title. Who do you think's going to win here, Brendan? I know you've seen it. (laughs) I got an idea. Well, I told you I thought Glenn Osborne was taking the whole thing, remember? That's true. That was based off of nothing but a whim and a prayer. Oh, pour one out, baby. You know it. Uh, the ring announcer seems very bored at having to re-announce people he's already renounced today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go again. Boy, yeah, like, you can get through natural means. No. That's a super fly body. I feel like the... Like, the ribs must be huge. I know that's not how it works. The ribs, I guess, must be normal-sized within? Uh, I mean, big people have big ribs. He's a pretty big guy. And big people order big ribs. Big roll racks of ribs. Fred Flintstone, for instance? (laughs) Stevie Wonderful has been reported to be backstage uh, checking on the Sandman. Uh, so Jay Selly is joined by the one and only resident of ECW, Todd Gordon, for this auspicious. Wow. And he is as good of an announcer as he is a, well, <laughs> he's a better pawnbroker than he is an announcer. I'll put it that way. He's, a, he's an amazing pawnbroker. Yeah. Pawnbroker. So, he, he, he broke a few prawns. And Eddie Gilbert immediately takes the opportunity because he's on the mic too to say something to Todd Todd Gordon about his contract. It sounds like a shoot. <laughs> uh, as you know, all things are uh, all things are pending uh, as far as contract <laughs> and, uh, signing school. But this is the thing: Todd Gordon calls ECW a hardcore haven, which is the name of this show. And he says, this is my favorite way of like putting it over as hardcore. Is he's like, remember, this show is not for everyone. He said hardcore haven, so I had to do the theme song. He had to do the theme song. And of course, just like this podcast, he mentions that uh, ECW is not for everyone. No. I think is very funny if you're trying to like sell something to people that you're like it's not for everyone which i think yeah, it actually I'm, makes I'm sense like more, not for everybody more people could could go with that kind of you know elitism sort of a vince mcmahon uh throwing his throat out doing the announcing right to todd gordon not giving it not giving it his all <laughs> oh it's, yeah he'd be like oh he's got him in an arm bar <laughs> actually what I a tip- maneuver <laughs> I took uh, I took notes on the the move set in this match. Uh, let me read it to you. Arm drag, arm drag, rest hold. Glenn works the left arm of Superfly. Arm bar, Irish whip. 
Jimmy Snuka misses a clothesline and gets thrown to the outside so that he can rest after doing his first move. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not. Good Lord. This, this is a disappointing match in so many ways. Jimmy Snuka has done essentially nothing. He he gives me a real Tommy Wiseau vibe. Oh, yeah. He's like Tommy Wiseau uh, in his own mind's eye. <laughs> He does take one bump, kicks out, and then Gilbert hits the ring apron to set up for the exact same sequence of events we saw last time Snooker was in the ring. No kidding. We got interference. We got a ref bump. We get the baby face. Picks up ref's a, having a hard victory oh. with a school roll-up. This time interrupted by Eddie Gilbert. No, that one was a that one that one was a uh, that was a small package, I believe, Brent. Well, that's, I'm sorry, did I miscall the, that? The last one I think was a schoolboy. Ooh, what's the difference between a schoolboy and a small package? Schoolboy is just the hand underneath. Okay. So you're perpendicular to the other person. You know what I mean? Uh, we got frog splash. We gotta win. I mean, like this is just depressing. It's depressing, Luke. I'm depressed. And then the pin with no, it's a cocky pin. You know, the cocky I don't like pin. a cocky pin. He does not have regard for his uh, underclassmen. And frankly, nor should he. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn was never going to win that one. I Let's know, but I wanted him to. Stage, I we? mean, this is an up-and-coming promotion. They need to have some stars. This is not dissimilar to Chris Jericho being the inaugural AEW champion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for all intents and purposes. For all in? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It looks like he works at a H-E-L Music or something. CV Wonderful <laughs> looks like he... Yeah. He looks like he's got Kenny G hair. He's got a yeah. Kenny G vest, and he's got um, uh, Richard Harris face. Ooh, yeah, right. Um, he's here to check on. Uh, do you think that, that door always says dressing room? I do not. Peaches, uh, Ooh, peaches, is distraught. In there. This is a really great Philly accent she's got here. We really can't talk right now. We're just waiting for the doctor. Sorry. He might have a slight concussion. No. All right. Well, I really can't talk right now. I'm sorry. She's a medical professional. She is. There's no doctor in the house. This is the, what I'm learning from this episode of ECW is they do not have medical attendance in any way, shape, or form. They even they had people volunteering to do it, and they said, no, we don't want you. <laughs> That's right. Terry Funk. Terry oh my god, Funk. that sign off like is that his catchphrase? This is Stevie Wonderful saying, see ya. Like you just checked on a man who might be dead. <laughs> He's bleeding out of his ears. I don't know what to do. And see that's ya. the credits. Richard that's the end Glassman. of the episode. Brenda Costello, Larry Galone. So we're going to go straight into ECW episode four, but do you want to talk real quick about this episode? We had 
We had the semifinals, the final of the TV title. We had Sandman taking an attack to the noggin. We had a jobber match with the Super Destroyers. We had uh, a very impassioned promo from uh, Terry Funk. I have paused uh, episode four. How How many moves total were there in that uh, 40 minutes or so? Oof. Not a lot. No. And look, I'm, uh, you know, I can uh, I can respect different holds and things like that, but there just, there wasn't a lot that happened. No, there wasn't a lot that happened. There were, there were things that happened, like there was a champion crowned and uh, some schmoz business and some feuds that were being set up. One thing I like that they got they got rid of from the first two episodes from this this episode is the uh, very bad uh, side of the ring promos. The only one who did one was well, the only people who did them were Eddie Gilbert and Terry Funk. Right? Yeah, yeah. That is nice. The the, I mean, they have wireless mics. They should be able to go anywhere, yeah. right? That's true. There's no production value to this show whatsoever, but they're slowly getting there. Stevie Wonderful with a backstage spot, you know. And uh, I feel, you know, I could be wrong. I wasn't there, but I feel like they're not doing as much as they could with low production value, you know? I feel like, I don't know. It's a little lacking so far, Brendan. I'll be honest with you. I think that ultimately they're just trying to put on wrestling matches right now. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that how that evolves. I uh, I don't know if it's, it it wasn't my favorite wrestling that I've ever seen in my life. Brendan. That <laughs> might surprise you. Uh, not mine either. Uh, honestly, episode three. Honestly, didn't really care for this at all. Uh, but I Terry Funk's promo. Amazing, and I would say like with uh, with Snuka at the you know, with that uh, Chris Jericho comparison, the very different, yeah, very different profiles to the two, you know. Yeah, but I just mean using an established star to build your company. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, sort of the same in principle. In principle, but Chris Jericho. Is a much better choice. So if you were to take somebody from <laughs> Chris so Jericho in 1993 would have been a better choice, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> barely wrestling at that point. So, boom! Time for episode number four of ECW Hardcore TV on a Tuesday, right, Brendan? Yes, they were. This show uh, was a Tuesday night affair. I don't know why that's important. Some point they switch to Friday though, because I remember it would be ECW, then, or I don't know what the order of the shows was. There was BattleBots, Roller, what was it? Roller Derby, Rollerball, and Slam Ball. I think you're thinking ECW. of like latter day ECW. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Like WWE ECW. No, pre-WWE. Pre okay, but like Spike TV is what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. But like earlier, before it was Spike TV, when it still had a little class. When it was TNN? Was it TNN? TNN. Friday nights at 9, the new TNN. Wow. I don't remember that promo at all. Uh, 
That was, I didn't have cable at the time, but it's sleepovers. You would uh, <laughs> always check out, check out Friday nights. Of course, it wasn't nine our time, but. That's right. Saskatchewan time. No daylight savings or nothing. That's right. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, in Saskatchewan, we don't have daylight savings time. And so it's not straightforward, your favorite shows. Say your bedtime's 9 o'clock. Say your bedtime's 9 o'clock. Half the time, half the <laughs> year, maybe you'll get your good shows on at that point. Uh, but then it's on too late the other half of the year. Mm -hmm. Or it goes during dinner time, you know, around 6 o'clock. If it comes on, you're not going to get to see it. Uh, I like that. I liked it when it was uh, winter, and it meant that Saturday Night Live was on, or was it summer? I mean, that Saturday Night Live was on at nine thirty p.m. In, uh, instead of ten thirty. Ten thirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You could check out what those crazy kooks. Adam Sandler and Chris Farley were up to. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. My lips are really dry. I think I'm dying. Uh, that's sad. I don't want that to happen. I don't usually have dry lips, Brendan. Do you know why? Because you're Here's what I think. a moist boy? Well, yeah, I, I definitely am. I stink. I've been wearing the same clothes for days. Oh, no. But, uh, but I never used chapstick. And I think that's why I don't need chapstick. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But now my lips are dry. Even the, even that protection of me not using a product. Yeah. Have you started using chapstick or smooching? No. Smooching more? Never. Never. And I've never smooched in my life. I know that. But I thought maybe you were yeah. smooching more than that. More than none. When my cat was a kitten, Einstein, he used to like a kiss on the lips, but now he likes a kiss on the head. That's fair. Just part of part of growing up. I you feel like I know too much now. That's, I mean, there isn't more to know, so that's, that sounds suspicious now that I said that. It does. It does. I'm scared. Don't worry. But Einstein's the smart one. <laughs> uh, he's, he's... He's a lovely boy. I, he's not the smartest cat in the whole world, but I would. I don't want to meet that cat, the smartest cat no. in the world. That's a that's a super villain. Yeah. What's the guy from uh, uh, cat the cats and dogs movie? Oh, I never saw that. Fuzzy Fuzzy Galore. So it's in the name of the second one. Oh yes, yes, because it's like Kitty, Fuzzy Galore. Kitty Galore. Kitty Galore. Yeah. I think that might I don't be want it. Any, I don't want any part of that. So I think Kitty Galore might be canonically the smartest cat. Mm. But culture. that's a piece of fiction. You know, it's not a piece of fiction, Luke. E.C. Duh. E.C. Duh. E.C. Duh. I, I'm a little perturbed by how much you like chanting that. There's the, uh, I hated it until... AEW started having that, and it became the chant that I liked least. Well, not least. There's a lot of chants I don't like, but in terms of just naming three letters. Wait, you mean you mean AEW is a chant, and you don't like that chant? Is that what you mean? I don't. I don't like that. A E W. A E W. Because you're preaching to the converted, you know. 
I'm watching it. You don't need to tell me it's good. I know it's good. Well, this is like just what I said about this is awesome. Like you're just saying this you're just saying wrestling's happening. Are they maybe they're hoping somebody's walking by and they wouldn't have looked at the TV except that they're hearing that this is awesome, so they feel like, "Oh, I I have to look over at the TV." That's an uh, NXT thing as well. They chant NXT. 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 You know what? The uh, I think the best thing about the United States of America is the USA chant because the USA chant's really good. I wish we had that. Uh, yeah, there's uh, people have tried. Uh, I, I'm not into nationalism. I'm not into patriotism. No, nor not am to, I. You know, but uh, I'm really not into the attempted chant, which is Canada. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very, it sounds really dumb. Very bad. But I'll tell you what was a really good one is uh, in hockey versus the Soviet Union. Nyet, nyet, Soviet, da, da, Canada. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a, good. That's a good one. Chants in general sound pretty dumb. Like, chants in general are bad. Yeah. I like a good heckle. I like a good chime in. I like yelling. Nice pants, dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Where'd you get that face poodle hair? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, damn. Because they're already feeling bad about their face. And then yeah, you go on, you're, you've already moved on as the insulter. That's right. To their hair. Damn. You, you, you cut right to the core. Right to the core. Um, so we're going to... I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Brendan's already watched it. Uh, we're, we're, you know, it's early days. We're playing with the format. Yes. We're figuring it out. So what we're going to have is, as you know, uh, from the last one, uh, a watch along. Yeah. So I'll two. press play when I say. Part four. When I say go. Okay. I'll press play. We're talking about the ECW Hardcore TV episode, April, April 27th, 1993, episode four. 1980. Live from the. Uh, same place with <laughs> the, the Cabrini the College, uh, the Cabrini College Fieldhouse. Yeah, the nuns are in attendance. Paoli, Pennsylvania. Paola. All right. All right. Three, so three. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. So we're at zero zero three <laughs> two one. Go. Enter the extreme zone. So yeah, this episode is presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties. Now that is them apologizing for. We're just gonna get. We're just gonna get some low budget television, man. It's almost a, almost a diss to ECW, you know. It is. WWF saying, "Look, if we had been in charge of this, it would have been different. We weren't. So here's what you got." Very much so. Is that Killer Kowalski? Uh, yeah. There's a number of uh, people like that in this opening credits montage. Yeah. Look at this, though. So Mike's not working. So. And the sound is not piped directly to the, the any sort of feed that, that is for the TV show. We are literally just hearing the room. There's a mic. Yeah, like a camera the- mic picking it up. Very low budge, uh, but we've changed the look of the show. I think to mask the fact that there are no fans, they have dimmed the lights, and Jay Selly is wearing a very Vince McMahon esque 
tuxedo replete with yeah. red cummerbund and bow tie. I think you'll find that it's a lovely shade of purple, Brendan. Touche, mon frere. That's red, Luke. That's red. So they're talking. We do not know what they're saying. It's very hard to tell. They are promoing all the matches to come. It feels like watching like camcorder footage of a school play yeah. that your parents just took. <laughs> and somehow, somehow their plosives are still really popping. Yeah. Eddie Gilbert's there just kind of mocking them with his arms crossed. Eddie Gilbert's really, really annoying. And I don't think it's in a way that he intends. He's a heel, man. I think he thinks he's a different heel than he is, though. This is the best. The mic, the mic's, the mic feed cuts in just in time for Stevie Wonderful to say the suicide blondes, and we have no idea what he's talking about, but we'll find out. Yeah, the suicide blondes. Eddie Gilbert is interrupted to proclaim that he is the guest co-host for real this time. Oh man, that's that's a good payoff that they've been building to. Yes. Uh, he had to take Terry Funk out of the picture to in order to uh, to have this gig. Do you think we'll never see him again? You know what? I don't think so. I think that oh, this is also the best part. He's he's talking about a match that they didn't they're not having tonight. They had an I quit match. In, in between last week and this week, they had an I quit match. And he says he won. They should have should have saved that one for TV. I agree. And if you look when they cut to the footage, there's a lot more people at this show. The match seems really great. There's tons of people at it. Um, Could there have been like local pay per viewers? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's just like they're almost. I feel like at this point, ECW TV exists to promote live events possibly yeah that makes sense and then they get to the point where the tv is the thing but they're not there yet but uh yeah they're they're just showing the finish of this i quit match uh in what looks like a hotel ballroom yeah there's table spots there's a strange stepladder that they're Carrying together, <laughs> guys. You can't, guys, guys. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Not the hotel stuff. Okay, bring exactly. your own stuff. You can use that. <laughs> Don't use the hotel stuff. This is actually looking like footage of a school play because it's like just not professional footage. The best is that they get interrupted Ooh. here by a special announcement, which is Todd Gordon saying that the match was too graphic for them to show you anymore. We literally saw <laughs> almost no physical impact in that footage. Just yeah. proof that they were in the same room together. The C is way too close to the E. In the ECW? Perspective's all messed up, yeah. It's badly rendered. Oh, here's uh, Q the third. HQR, maybe. Now, this is interesting, Luke. You notice something about this promo? Uh, this is Hunter Q. Robbins III with the Super Destroyers, and he is offering... Uh, 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 the, the the number one contenders for the for the the tag cha- the tag belts, uh, you know those guys, Larry or Tony or whatever. Uh, 
he's offering them 500 bucks to beat them. So not only will they win the titles, they'll also get $500. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Hey boss, you don't boss, you don't got to do that. And no, he no, no. Bart and Homer Simpson again. Nice. Yeah. That's that's sticking. Uh it was pre-taped. That's what I wanted to notice. Pre-taped promo. Oh. I'm looking forward to a few of those. I love pre-tapes, man. I think we need more of them. I think it's going to help. Yeah. And then we get to cut directly to the match, and it's not weird. Yeah. All right. They're figuring it out. They are. It's too bad there's only one person in the audience on the side. I like I like the uh, I like this shot. I feel like we haven't seen the shot. Yeah. So we got Larry Winters and... Uh, Whatever his name is. Mullet and Mullet. Tony Stetson. Right. One of them is Hitman. Hitman Larry Winters. Is that right? right. And Tony Stetson. No, Tony, Tony's Hitman. Tony the Hitman Stetson and Larry Winters. Iron Man Larry Winters. Versus the Super Nintendo. He, he should wear a Stetson hat. You know, I didn't see his entrance. Maybe he... Uh, they don't really get an entrance. Nobody does. Maybe when he came from the bathrooms in the gym... Super Destroyers, you can just see see that outline too clearly. Of the of penis? Penises. <laughs> of the real Super Destroyers. Yeah. Yeah. That was hot, Brendan. The Get Each Other Pumped Up. Winters are, like, they look like WCW 80. Yeah. Like, jobbers. Yeah, but to me, they don't look like tag wrestlers no they look like they'd be getting jobbed oh, out and you see that leaf frog <laughs> it was like one leg barely made it off the mat i wrote the i oh, wrote the opening it was. <laughs> I, oh, it was sort of a leap frog i wrote the opening <laughs> moves down here got run the ropes leap frog immediate near fall and another near fall it's like there's no stakes to this match at all wow roll uh, there's a schoolboy attempt right the uh soup yeah absolutely See, I'm learning. The Super Destroyers are growing on me in a in a big way. I, why is that? Uh, just familiarity, I think. <laughs> I, I, familiarity breeds contempt, Luke. Not with me. It's the only way to get me to like something. You just this have to make me look oh at it. Oh my god! Do you see that the way his armbar like pulling it into his groin like that? That was just nothing. Damn. He's gonna. He's gonna break his arm. Uh, a lot of hip tosses going on. Whole lot of hip tosses. And I feel like hip tosses sort of your first your first move that you learn, hey? I uh, I think it's up there. I think uh, arm drags. I think uh, yeah. hip tosses. I think um, uh, clotheslines off the ropes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, drop kick. Because drop kick's not really. It's the. It's the kick part, but everything else is pretty easy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an athletic feat to get up high enough. I suppose I don't that's like, true. I would hate to see a video of myself trying my hardest to do a drop kick. Yeah, you have a point there. Maybe that's a little bit more advanced. I feel like I feel like that the cross body is an early move. Like It's like maybe the first thing you try and do off the ropes. Yeah. Because there's nothing to a cross body, I, I, you know, except for the jumping. Okay. Leisurely pin. Mm. 
This the, there's no storytelling in these matches. Is the thing I no. It's just like the 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 people work each other over and somebody wins. Yeah. But like, also, it's like they don't want to tell a story. Oh, there we got a nice headbutt to the groin from Penis Destroyer One. Uh, or is that he did that. He, he did that in the last match too. Maybe that's his thing. <laughs> Ooh, are their armbands different? Yeah, they've got them on different arms. That's how we'll be able to know who's who. Right, I will easily know. So, with the right arm, uh, I guess I can't infer anything from that. But I feel like he's Super Destroyer 1. I don't know. There's a weird moment here where it cuts to uh, a close-up. Tony Stetson, just as he beckons Larry Winters over to break up the submission hold <laughs> with a very ineffective stomp. Ooh, the ECW doesn't, the extreme, or the Eastern Championship Wrestling doesn't work. They got to sort that out. They got to come up with an official style guide. They'll get there. They'll have a dojo at some point, the House of Hardcore. There was a weird moment just there where uh, Larry Winters uh, distracted the ref, tried to come into the ring, and the ref was distracted. It didn't really accomplish anything. The heels did double team on uh, Tony Stetson, but like it didn't seem illegal because like heels are allowed to do that during a tag, right? Yeah. So I don't get what the fuck is going on in this match. Now, one thing I noticed is... They're still, are they going for the, is the NWA a part of this at this point? It is. So, uh, you know, the, when I say these guys look like WCW jobbers, I mean, it's very possible that they are. But also in the, in the last one, in the, I think the Superfly Snuka match, somebody went over the top rope, which is a disqualification with NWA rules, I think. I wonder if that's still the case in this in oh, okay. So, it's over. It's yeah, over. It is because of a weapon disqualification, uh, right? Yeah, and uh, but you know what that means, man. No title change. No money changes hands. I feel like the money should. Ch- oh, the money goes with the belt, not with the win. The money goes with the win, and they didn't win. They just there was a disqualification. Technically, disqualification is not a victory. Damn, I knew yeah. the title couldn't change hands with it, but. Well, I mean, if I tried to wager five hundred bucks on a sure thing, I would, I would welch on that bet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't have the the financial might to honor that bet in the first place. So. You see that uh, Larry Will Larry Winters using the figure four. Yeah. Yeah. One of my very favorite moves. It's a good one. Oh, soft. Soft little clack of the heads there. Both people have to sell the clock of the heads for it to really work. We're back from commercial here after that. And uh, we got uh, Glenn Osborne, who I can't cheer for anymore because he lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, versus Wildman Salvatore Bellamo. But this time he's wearing a Trojan outfit for some reason. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it's, like it's Roman armor. From the theme restaurant he works at <laughs> yeah i'm just on my 15 minute break <laughs> mea culpa mea maxima culpa 
I can't do a uh, can't do a twenty limit time, twenty minute time limit. I got I got fifteen. Eddie Gilbert is here, uh, interrupting Gilbert. for no reason at all to make an announcement. It's uh, it seems like no one really knows what's going on because he's just vamping. So underprepared, but it. I mean, it with the. The profession that they're in, it should matter less that they're underprepared. They should be able to sort of work on the fly a little bit better. Oh, absolutely. Well, in the announcement that Eddie Gilbert's out here to make, like he gets interrupted by Glenn Osborne because he's like, let me do my match. And then Gilbert says some more stuff about how he has 20 kids or whatever. But I think they're all just vamping because the reason that Eddie's out here is to make an announcement about a new acquisition and uh, i don't think that guy's out there yet so they're just waiting oh and here we are it's uh coming out from the very uh elaborate school gym like curtain along with super fly jimmy snooker oh it's the magnificent morocco wearing a baseball hat oh woohoo that's who's part of the newest acquisition of hot stuff international uh, I have a note here that I realized that, uh, oh, a heel stable made up of past superstars that are past their prime? <laughs> right here, 1993, ECW is inventing the NWO. Damn. <laughs> they come in, they took over. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, if they, now they need to get Sandman to join Hot Stuff International as the... The, the special third member. Oh, yeah. You know what's magnificent about Morocco right now? The uh, bit of gut peeking out in his high-waisted shorts. Yeah, a little muffin top. Now, this is not a... We do not believe in body shaming here at the Hardcore Haven podcast, but uh, we do believe in uh, shaming old people. We are all about ageism. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's one of the few things we have left, you know. Don Morocco <laughs> dead? I probably. That makes me sad now. He, his sketches with Mr. Fuji in the 80s are really great. His, I didn't like, know he could draw. Even, like comedy, <laughs> comedy sketches. Those are called caricatures. They're, yeah, he would just sit oh, out there man. on Venice Beach where Hulk, where Hulk Hogan was surfing. With Brother Brutai. <laughs> This promo is very bad. They are just like saying catchphrases. And it's barely audible because of the same mic issues that have been going on all day. They go back to the back room. One thing they're not figuring out is how to deal with having more than one mic because it always ends up that somebody's just holding, like he's holding the other one down. Oh, big time. You see this? We got a tape promo with uh, Chris Candido and Johnny Hotbody, who are apparently a tag team. This is the first appearance of Chris Candido, Luke. Wow. A momentous moment. In this show. Very youthful. Very, very young fella. They are the Suicide Blondes. They say they're going to, they'll, Johnny Hotbody says he'll beat up street people from New York City, which. Yeah. very awful. He's a he's sort of a Giuliani figure. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we got uh, Suicide Blondes versus Iron Man. That's who the Iron Man is. Tommy Cairo. There we go. And JT Smith, who are not a tag team, but they've a couple of faces to feed to the fire. Wait, who are the Suicide Blondes? Chris Candido, who is blonde, and Johnny Hotbody, who is not blonde. You just don't, you just don't put blonde in your name, and then it's fine. The Suicides. The Suicides. Oh, God. So Tommy Cairo did some good work in another one, right? He was undefeated until he wasn't anymore. Yeah. 600 pounds counting their egos. <laughs> That's right. But Jay Sully does immediately point out that Johnny Hotbody is not a blonde. So, But Stevie Wonderful here has some commentary that's pretty gnarly where he's uh, talking about J.T. Smith and calls him a soul, the sole brother of his tag team and says he is the rhythm maker <laughs> because at a certain point he starts hitting the turnbuckle in rhythm to get the crowd to clap. Ah. Well, that's, that's just fine. He's little, hey? Who's he? <laughs> uh, sorry, John, Johnny Hotbody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little fella. He's kind of short, yeah. Hip toss, hip toss. Oh, you got a punch to the face. You got a punch to the face. You notice this is already a chaotic match where both the heels are in the ring at once. Yeah. For no apparent reason. The ref's not dealing with it the well at all. The not dealing with it well at all, no. Chris Candido looks like a... Um, there's a moment here where he misses a drop kick and he looks like a baby sitting down. Like the way that a baby will like throw their legs out from under them to sit down because they're so close to the ground. Just you wait. Oh man. Grinding. Uh... See, I feel like when you're doing that, when you've got the headlock on and you're sort of doing that, you should be sort of like grinding your forearm, like they should be selling that their face is getting hurt with that. I think uh, William Regal and Steve Austin both do that one really well in, in WCW. Even right days. here, Chris Candido's chin lock is like better looking than the previous. It's a lot of rest holds, though. Like, I mean, people like there's two sides to this. People say it's not a rest hold, people who say it is a rest hold. But, like, that's just kayfabe, right? Like, you can only say it's not a rest hold if you're upholding the yes the, the kayfabe of it all. Yeah. Ooh, the camera was right at uh, Candido's ass for a second there when he went into the ropes. <laughs> Up close and personal. Uh, at one point, Jay Selly has some very bad... Uh, attempt at humor where uh, once the uh, when the faces take over the match he's like maybe the suicide blondes are the, the horrified blondes which is not the opposite of anything yeah they're actually the continuing to live blondes there it is there's the baby sitting down yeah, well, poor little guy poor little guy indeed and he looks, because uh, of the lighting combined with the uh, weird hues, he looks naked a lot of the time. Yeah, that might just be the, <laughs> the damaged footage. Uh, I do like that the Suicide Blondes are both wearing pink. They, are, they do actually match. 
Actually, I don't know what color they're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> this is broken. It seems like they are anyway. We'd have to change the contrast on our video screen. JT Smith is like pretty good. Like, uh, this is a nice looking scoop slam. Nice punches. He's got he's got potential. We'll keep yeah. we'll keep our eyes on him. <laughs> Candido totally botches a drop kick, and so he takes a bump off of not being hit at all. He just sort of sits down. It's a hit to his ego. Double hip toss. The face is really making them into the horrified blondes all of a sudden. Chris Candido tries to call a timeout. There's no such thing, man. Yeah, he's got got to learn the rules. Rule number one: no timeout. Is it in boxing? So is he calling it to the to the timekeeper? I think so. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I guess he's trying to get some heat, but uh, pushes the rep for no reason. Nice little little moves there. They did a lot of moves in quick succession just now, so you'll notice that uh, after this suplex here uh, and this near fall, you're going to get, uh, I wrote it down here, armbar, tag, armbar, tag, armbar. Everybody catch your breath. It's just <laughs> like, there we go. There's an armbar into an armbar into an armbar into a tag. Tommy Cairo comes in and hits him with the armbar. You could really see uh, Johnny Hotbody catching his breath there. <laughs> He's gassed. He's almost falling over. <laughs> yeah. This is a very much a stall before the finish kind of a bit. This match has already lost me. It is boring. Yeah, God. They, uh... This is their debut as a tag team. You don't have to make this a, t a five to ten minute match. No. Also, uh, the only singles match we might have gotten so far was uh, was canceled. So Don Morocco could come out. So we've just been getting tag team wrestling. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I forgot that there was supposed to be a match with my man Glenn Osborne. This is like a filler if you think about it, because it's like. You know, Sandman is kayfabe out with an injury. Uh, oh, the... Terry Funk the surf is surfboard to the head. Terry Funk is out with an injury. Or he, he we've lost an I Quit match. And the TV title holder is now here to put over Don Morocco. So we're getting tag teams, baby. This is a roster. This is like a. This roster is like ten people. Yeah, I just having to <laughs> make the most as many funky combinations as possible. Yeah. I think roster size is a really hard thing to get right. Either too small or too big. Yeah, like WCW mid nineties, too big. You're always. It's. I feel like it's fine as long as you know one of the people in the match, but I find it hard to get invested with two brand new people. Yeah. Unless they're really effective communicators, but, uh, ooh, nice dropkick. Yeah, J.T. Smith is 
probably my favorite wrestler that I've ever. seen on this show. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, but like I think uh, that I've seen on the show in terms of skill. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Candido's bumping, actually. Like, that's the problem with this match. Like, it shouldn't be boring. These are good wrestlers. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't care, and it's too back and forth, and... He's, uh, JT's very green, hey? Yeah. Really nice. Uh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what do you call that? Moonsault. Arcing. Really nice moonsault. No Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And I guess at this point, uh, moonsault is not something you saw all the time. No. This is like... Very quality for 1993, like... Yeah. But I'm sure that a lot of wrestling like this was happening on the independent circuit. Yeah. Yeah, see, look how close the C... Like, the C is touching, like, the yeah. 3D back <laughs> of it's the It's bad e. spacing. It's the... What do you call that? The rast... The rastering? Uh... Uh... We got a pre-taped uh, promo here from... Uh, Don Morocco and uh, Jimmy Snuka. It's just them saying exactly what they said ringside, which is just that they're going to win and they're great and a bunch of catchphrases. My favorite thing is this idea that Don Morocco is, does body slams and Jimmy Snuka is a high flyer. So he says that, like, Jimmy Snuka gets you up high, I get you down low, which is kind of cool. You can't, you, can't, uh, you can't beat that. No. I like... Yeah, he could, you know, body slam you to the mat while Jimmy's stepping up top. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's that's what he's saying, I guess. Yeah, so so you know, I would actually have preferred that promo to the announcement because the announcement had no impact at all on the audience. Yeah. But uh, Hellriders. Yeah, now they're gonna face off against the Hellriders in a tag team Ooh. match. Already. It's out of control. It is out of control before the bell even rings. Don Morocco clears Clean's house? Clear's house? What are they doing? Double line to one so of the Hell Riders. If uh who who's the legal man? Oh god, this is Yeah. There's no rules. They're just both in the ring because they're both superstars. I hope this is a fast match. Uh, I believe so. These guys aren't aren't being paid by the hour, Luke. Yeah, they're here for the they're here for their hundred bucks and beer money, or coke money. I don't want to cast aspersions. I think uh, I think from a legal standpoint, you're pretty safe on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, so. They're just kind of working over the Hellriders, who the commentators can't keep straight, burying them yet again. Like, oh, these are your these are your employees, or at least you know the people you're paying you got, like, money 12 to. Twelve guy, twelve guys on the roster. Like, just act like you've met them before, okay? Oh, oh miss, super fly misses like three moves in a row. <laughs> Oh, now remember, this is the head booker's stable, so they're going to win. They're going to win everything all the time. 
Uh, Morocco hits like that's a pretty good suplex yeah, for his, for his like like, age and size. I'd say he's still doing it. He's a he's a sturdy looking guy. He's a sturdy fella. He could kill me if he tried. Yeah, he'd kill me if he didn't try. He's got the energy of like a restaurant manager, though. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Like a like you know an owner manager who's just happy to see you there and shaking hands with everybody at the tables, making sure they're enjoying their uh, pasta fazool or whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know Don looks fat, but he's actually real muscular, you know. Yeah. I've seen him working out at the gym. <laughs> he is actually very like very muscular. He just yeah. Has, he's got a bit of a roid belly, as they say. I saw. Uh... So I'm to take down uh, two two pounds of pasta, <laughs> and that's two pounds without the sauce. That's two. Look pounds at that pile of pasta. driver. Way yeah. better pile driver than Jimmy Snooker's. Way better. He's he's showing up his buddy Jimmy. He really is. And then their finish is him picking Jimmy Snooker up and throwing him down onto the guy. Like that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think if he maybe got a little more height with it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and it's kind of awkward and hey so, there you have it oh doesn't want his uh, arm raised for some reason maybe he just doesn't like it when refs touch him without his permission no that's fair next we're getting a grudge match we are getting a one-on-one -on -one match here's Jaycee using a smooth voice which I think is very weird ECW heavyweight champion. Yeah, just the footage of last week's attack. Like, we saw this. Yeah. But uh, I like that they're showing video packages of stuff you might have missed. That is a yeah. good way to, you know, you got to do it. So this is that exact, you know, attack that peaches and... So is it a grudge in. match... Featuring Peaches? I believe so, my friend. Get ready for a grudge match between Rock and Rebel and Sandman. Yeah. Oh, boy. But that's all about female ring attendance. Uh, this was Sandman's mistake. Opened him up. His punches are not good. No. With Tigra attacking him, and do you think uh, Tigra's going to be in uh, Rock and Rebel's corner? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think... Bye, I'll get you 10, man. I think that her and uh, Peaches are going to are gonna have some... Uh... Oh. And then we get the match joined in progress, even though they just showed a video package, which is further proof that this show has no idea what they're doing. I I'm assuming what the they figured was that they... Uh... They had to include all that footage. Yeah. So they don't have than, they don't have enough time to show this whole match, I guess. Rather than cut it in any way. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, we never get any ring entrances. We never get entrances, and entrances are like one of my favorite parts of wrestling. Yeah. They're just there. They're just there. They're always just in the ring, ready to go. And like the last matches have all had the ring announcers. At this point, they already started the match. 
We got arm bars. We got clotheslines. We got all the same basic stuff we've been watching. Think we're going to see any hip tosses? We might see a hip toss, Luke. Uh, that's kind of a neat, kind of cool, yeah. neat leg drop. Yeah. <laughs> like twist his arm, does a leg drop on his arm. Yeah. So you were saying something about interference from the valets? You were predicting that? I think that, I don't think they're going to interfere. I think that they're going to uh, fight each other. Let's see what happens. And I think Peaches will come out on top of that. But I maybe can, to the detriment of Sandman. I can't get over how dumb Sandman's wetsuit is. Yeah. Like, it's bad. It's it's like four different colors. It's red it's rubbery confusing. looking. He has it unzipped because he's a sexy boy, but it's just like makes it look loose. Yeah, and I, I've never really seen anything like it. Hey, look, we got some interference. Tigra's, uh, Tigra's hitting him in the uh, Sandman in the eyes while uh, Peaches is distracting the ref. Peaches cool. is doing some good work out there. Yeah, she's just she doesn't want Rock and Rebel to cheat. Um, there's a great moment there where she's pulling him down on the ropes, and uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't even. Nice. Uh, I, forget, I think it was Jay Selly says, she's jerking him down again on the ropes. Which, uh, uh this has uh, got to be an attempt at humor. Yeah. That's the, the best they can do is attempts at hu humor. Yeah. And I think I see a guy in the front row there who's wearing a Master of Puppets shirt. That seems pretty on brand. And then maybe he's the one who gives, Sand, gives Sandman there the she idea. There goes, jerking him down again on the ropes, buddy. Boy, she's really holding on to his face. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's got to hurt. Very vicious face hold. A lot of shots of Tigra. Yeah. Uh, because she is um, obviously... Whoa. The shadow <laughs> of that body slam was really cool. Oh, yeah. The lights, the lights are really casting shadows in the background. What kind of lighting situation do you think this is? Yeah, that, like a... Like spotlights? Like a, a oh, like Klieg light? Like a Klieg light on a crane thing? Or a, what do you call it? Like a tripod? Maybe, do you think there's... No, there's probably not a grid, hey? No, it looks like, like it's just a corner light. Maybe two. Yeah. But it's not two because you'd get double, you'd get double shadows. Right. Man, you're sort of an optics expert. I've been on stage before, Luke. I've, wa I've walked the boards with some of the greats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, have you been hitting the head with the boards uh, by some of the not so greats? Uh, not really my not my hope. Sandman, oh, Sandman. is going to do his surfer dude drop kick finisher, and oh. just in time for Tiger to break up the pin by grabbing his face again. Oh, and here's what I thought was going to happen. He just has a great like. Velvety bodysuit thing going on. What yeah. like a suit with like a waistband. I wonder if that waistband is part of the pantsuit, like if they came together or if that's her own little embellishment. Now, this, isn't a, this isn't a disqualification yet, right? Because they haven't hit the other people. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me why this match is still even happening. 
Yeah, because she she broke up the pin. Tigress shows off her claws and kind of is smiling because she's excited that she did a good job. I think it's a little insulting that she was so sure right away that he wasn't going to kick out of that. Yeah. I think his feelings should be a little hurt by that. I hey, agree. I, I could have gotten out of that. And here we go. The ECW for... TV Tournament 8-Man Challenge. Yeah, it's just footage of all the tag team, uh, not sorry, all the TV title tournament matches that we watched uh, already. Some and classics. it goes on forever. Iron Man, Tommy Cairo versus the Roman Warrior. Well, yeah, we saw all this. I think your pizza pops are done. You can go get one. Uh, actually, Brendan, what it is is uh, buns that I'm baking. From You're baking buns? Yeah. Is it going out to do a big shop? The bread's just going to go stale. Yeah. And we've got uh, we've got our various fruits and vegetables frozen in the freezer, which is I think a better use of freezer space. Uh, so just been baking bread. What are you gonna put? It's not as good as not as good as normal bread, but what maybe uh, maybe once I <laughs> sorry my salami. No, no. But I, but I am five dollar uh, big packs of salami. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn. All right. Yeah, I'm a Glenn guy. You know he's about to lose, right? No, not Glenn. Your buns are really See? done. Yeah, one sec. Did I miss anything good? You, I hope you left a plan, buddy, because we are still in the recap. Yeah, God. It's, uh, it's, this is up there with the Sandman video package from episode one for useless. But, I mean, you know, if you're not like us and you're watching every, every episode, this is actually very useful. But it's also not because it's coming at the end of an episode that has nothing to do with any of them. Yeah. And the TV champ is now a part of a tag team. Yeah. At least for now. Oh, you don't think. I do Look at Sam Man's cool purple shirt. Oh, I mean, Eddie Gilbert, sorry. Hot stuff. That's a, that's a red stuff. I mean, that's a red, that's a red uh, shirt. I can't think. Red stuff, Eddie Gilbert. My <laughs> purple stuff. Ooh, purple stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he looks more like a, he looks more like a bottle of Sunny D, that kind of orange. <laughs> Sunny D's uh, really good. Yeah, it's all the sugar. Yeah, Delicious. that's the secret. <laughs> that's the secret. They use the secret ingredient, high fructose corn syrup. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're still showing this uh, recap. We're getting this recap for the rest of the episode, Monfrere. I wonder if uh, I wonder if I would like Sunny D now, though, because I, as an adult, I find uh, high fructose corn syrup pretty objectionable. Yeah, me too. Just flavor it like yeah, it's bad. Amer American uh, soft drinks, like if you're in the states and you get a Coke and it's sweetened with corn syrup, it's gross. Oof. We're back at ringside with a visibly upset Hunter Q. Robbins III. If he's doing a good enough job, you don't have to say he's visibly upset. But actually, he is doing a good job. He does look visibly upset. And you know why he's upset? Because they're gonna, uh, the uh, number one contenders to the tag belts are getting another shot at it next week. So 
Is his, the $500 off the table? I believe so. But he's also announcing, he's like, his news for the crybabies is this is it. This is the last chance. So, and then he outros it by saying, visibly upset. I'm going to Robinson third. He looks like a deer in headlights here. Jay Selly has some upper lip sweat like I've never yeah. seen. So that's it. That's the episode. We're going to be getting a Sandman title match next week. We're going to be getting a tag team title match next week. Uh, coming, uh, coming on May 4th, 93. That'll be a nice time. 1993. What'd you think about this show, Luke? Uh, boy, it was very boring. Uh, yeah, tag team matches the... uh, were, three, were three quarters of it. I think, you know, my feelings on, uh, well, our feelings on Snuka aside. Yeah. He, like, it's not good at all. No, he's and not good. Dom Morocco, like, Dom Morocco's at least got something to him. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, his like, move, he. His moveset's better. It's more like you can do yeah. that stuff into your older age. Yeah. Uh, but like these, they're probably not that old. Like I'm sure we watch wrestlers who are older than they are. Yeah. But they just times like, have changed. They don't. Them, you yeah, know? they haven't been really looking after them. Like obviously, Snook is like really cut and defined, but he doesn't look like a healthy man. No. Uh, for comparison, uh, they are like up there. Like at this point in time. Uh, Don Morocco would have been about 43. And, uh, like AJ Styles is that old now. Yeah. But it's different. Uh, and Jimmy Snuka, Jimmy Snuka was about 50. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh man. Cause yeah, they just like 43 is not... I, I would say you would have be maybe just past your peak now at forty three, but you're sort of mid thirties. Yeah, I feel like are a, are a point where you're doing some of your best work as a wrestler. That seems to have been the way. Yeah. So forty three, you're you're not really that far past that. But this is a time when you really lived hard when in your prime of wrestling, and you did a lot of drugs, and you took a lot of performance enhancing drugs, and you lived a really hard. Hard lifestyle. It's ravaged your body with no concern for the future whatsoever. Not that that was everybody, but it totally was. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to fit in, uh, yeah. I, I who's thought, the healthy wrestler? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Sting. Uh, I wanna, yeah, I want to say maybe Tatanka. No. No, oh, he's yeah. pretty roidy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, I feel like Ric Flair has that thing that Keith Richards has where you can you <laughs> can just leathery? do more than you can do more than normal to your body. Yeah. Like I feel like Ric Flair lived very hard, but it didn't seem to take that much of a toll. Oh. Now that now that toll has been cumulative, and I think it's all it took the toll. Now, but yeah, it, have you seen the documentary, the the Ric Flair documentary, the ESPN one? No, Ooh. a very hard time with documentaries. 
It's a good one. My uh, nonfiction books and documentaries. I, I like uh, I like pretend. I like stories. Oof, a child. Well, uh, my apologies that the CCW run so far has been uh, not good. Pretend. No, they they haven't really been pretending anything other than like. $500 thing? Uh, I don't know. I, guess I like kind of... as an amount of money to win because it's not a lot of money. Yeah, 500 bucks. Like, sweet. That's a that's going to take a chunk off rent. Don't get me wrong. But... Yeah. but, like, it's a tag team. Each of them gets $250. Yeah. <laughs> or a pair get, of shoes. You get something, uh, you know, get something nice with, go to the mall, and you can buy yourself a little present and eat at the food court, too. That's right. You could get the uh, when you go to the when you go to the Szechuan Walk or whatever. You could get like the three, <laughs> the items. three items. Yeah, yeah. The three item meal that sort of looks good, but then you're like, oh, it's sixteen dollars. If you go to Manchu Walk get a three item plate, you know what you got? What you got? You're gonna have a nap. Oh yeah, big time. You're gonna sleep. The sleep of the just. And uh, you're going to wake up maybe with wishing that you had had a little more water before your nap. 1,000%. Dry mouth. The unquenchable thirst. Yeah. Ooh, what do you think of that as uh, as my, my wrestling name? The unquenchable thirst. Uh, I think it's good if your gimmick is that you take uh, thirst trap photos and post them online. Yeah. And then I put uh, then I put flour in people's mouths. Oh yeah, wait what? Salt salty flour so that I hate that. So that you know, their mouths all gummed up. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So they're thirsty, is what you saying? Yeah. Well, they're not like their body's not thirsty, but they feel the they feel thirsty. I don't know how to make their bodies thirsty. But you know, I know I, how to make them how to sort of simulate the feeling of being thirsty. In this time of COVID nineteen and the fact that like we're not gonna get we're not getting good wrestling shows because like they're doing them in empty rooms and stuff. We just need that's what we need the wrestlers to start doing is like other types of competition. So they could do like yeah. the cinnamon challenge. Holy uh, shit, I made myself so thirsty talking about that. <laughs> One second, I'm just gonna take a no, no. drink of water. Why don't you get a drink of water, Luke, and we'll come back next week with more uh, hardcore haven. What do you think? Guess what? I have water right next to me. Already took a drink of water. Oh wow. god, my thirst is unquenchable. Hoisted by my own petard. Hey, you know what? That's the way of the world, man. <laughs>